0: Welcome to the Scale Up Valet podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your scale of business from one million to one trillion. Today's guest is Sultan Andrassi, the CTO at 8 Sultan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mike. Welcome.
0: <laughs> it's great to have you here. And for our listeners uh, that, are, that are listening this season for the first time, this is an episode that is part of the Breakthrough Engineering. Uh, it is uh, a series where we are bringing the best of the best across the engineering and energy industries to share their lessons, scaling up their companies in partnership with IMI and iTronic Engineering. So let's get to know more about uh, Zoltan. Zoltan, let, let's, uh, let, let's know a little bit more about yourself and, of course, about your company, the Adventures.
1: All right. All right. So my name is Zoltan. Um, I'm from I'm from Hungary. Uh, I'm an energy engineer and an HVAC engineer. Uh, basically, all, all the stories of Heatventor started around eight years ago with a university research project. Uh, we started it with my, with my uh, co-founder and actually wife, uh, Rita. So let's say it's a family business. Uh, we, we started the university wow. research.
0: Huh? Didn't know
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, um, we are working so much, but I, I think anyone who is listening uh, can understand we are, we are working so much that uh, it would be impossible to find a partner who would tolerate that. So it's a good setup to have your wife in uh, and and work together because then you working together. So basically you are spending some time together. If that wouldn't be the case, then uh, you know we didn't really meet because because Absolutely, absolutely. that's amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so we, it's a family it's a family business uh actually started as a family business so eight years ago we started the research in the technical university of budapest because we decided that we will be bigger nerds than the other nerds around so so we started to, to 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 make research and 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 that was the time when we met with face uh, with change materials which is the heat storage medium of our technology Basically, our technology, so we developed the thermal energy storage system. So we are able to store the, the, the heat, the heating or cooling energy uh, of, of different systems in a more concentrated way because we are not changing the temperature of the water as, as buffer storages or household applications, but we are changing the phase like matting and solidifying these special materials. Uh, and, and we we get a more concentrated smaller more efficient storage so we are able to save energy heating and cooling systems this is this is the the, the, the main product um, when we graduated we we spent around four years with the with the research already so we decided to continue because We spent a lot of time, we won all the possible uh, awards that we could. So, (laughs) you know, we said, we said, why not? Uh, We have nothing to lose. Um, So we started the company around uh, three years ago. And I have to say that it's, it's the biggest adventure of our life as engineers. We are both engineers. We learned a lot about business, uh, economics, marketing, uh, uh, legal uh, stuffs, and and every aspect of the uh, of the of, of having a company and managing the company and growing it. Uh, so it's a very sounds, good
0: sounds fantastic. And to give a little bit more of context to to the audience, so what can you share in terms of business metrics in terms of the stage that you are with stage measures at this stage?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I consider ourselves uh, a scale-up. We have uh, many projects uh, and many installations where we proved that our technology works. Uh, we have cooling systems, uh, district heating systems, gas engine heat recovery in Hungary, uh, in Italy, in other regions of Europe, uh, we are shipping a project now to Indonesia so I have to say that it's, it's going well we have some co developments with some bigger companies, which is a very interesting business model, because uh, then we have a big fish, a big partner who, can, uh, who, who is already on the market and, 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 uh, and can help us penetrate and also it's very good to work with uh, very experienced people uh, uh, from other companies. Um, the number uh, as employees, we have. Uh, well, I would say between ten and fifteen people because we have some uh, uh, some some full time employees and some outsiders. Um, outside as well, um, that's not a, that's not a good word, but uh, <laughs> uh, but still, uh, part of the team. <laughs> of course, we are considering everybody part of the team uh even if it's a marketing service uh in a in a partial time, so uh just to have everyone in the family um, well yeah now we are we are we um, we will soon receive a, a bigger investment uh, and and we would like to uh, to really uh, scale up and to expand the, the the team so the aim is to have 20, 30 people. Uh, by the end of next year so that will be the next big challenge how to, how to expand the team and how to change the management uh, and, and operation uh, yeah looking forward absolutely absolutely as you know we always score in the show
0: three critical ingredients to scale uh, number one radical focus number two class team slash leadership and number three, uh, culture of education. Starting with number one, especially at this stage of the company, uh, at this stage of growth of its ventures, radical focus is more important than, than ever. And uh, I'm sure that it was so very important uh, until you you got here, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and I know that if you would, give you some advice if you'd have the opportunity to then move movie back uh, you would say something related to that, right? so about acquiring the first customers, keeping the same the kind of core customer in mind uh, so what were some of your lessons about practicing radical focus
1: yes, so basically I believe that at first so when you have the product of course that's the first step when you have the product, you need a cost, the first customer, a pilot partner to prove that the technology works. And I believe that uh, actually I've seen many companies failing because of this. They they couldn't uh, make this first step or yeah, maybe it's not the first. It's like the tenth step, but it seems like the first step.
0: <laughs> so...
1: Um, everyone you imag- are imagining having uh, a business model and a financial model that their first uh, first project will uh, give them some profit, so they are expecting to earn a lot of money out of the first project. but I would say that first project is about uh, about proofing the technology uh, so so basically, as a pilot, you have to be uh, you have to be very focused and uh, and of course, uh, you don't have to earn a lot of money with the first uh, pilot or the first customer because that 's not your aim. Your aim is to scale up your aim is to have hundreds, thousands of projects. If you are spending too much time, uh, I would say even you can spend more more so one year more. On having a customer who is ready to pay you a lot of profit. Uh, But instead of if you are trying to find a company uh, where you can find a model, for example, in our case, uh, it's about energy efficiency. We have to prove that it saves energy. So we had a model that at first we give the first system for free to the customer. Mm-hmm. and then in, uh, in 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 half year we we've done a lot of measurements to prove them that it really works and after the uh, after the half year period they actually paid for it of course it's not always the case so if it's a very huge uh, value of project then you cannot right. afford it maybe but uh, i think even if you have a uh, even if you have a service for example you can afford giving it for free for the for the for the first half year or the first one year, and then you will have ten or a hundred more customers because of that project. Uh, you are not just sitting back and waiting to have to earn some hundreds of dollars, for example, or euros, uh, because at the end that doesn't matter. You need to solve that uh, that gap somehow, and this is a good way, I think, to 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 start and to kickstart the company. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's really critical to see that
0: as a marketing investment and the goal to market investment and also as a MVP or as a business model validation and having the first case studies, which are an important tool to approach uh, new customers. And we always discuss also about going to very different customers, one from another, which doesn't make the process or the sales process uh, repeatable. So we would say that part of the job is to build this revenue machine uh, that needs to be repeatable, profitable, and and scalable. So what, what you were saying in the beginning is we need to prove that it really adds value to a certain core customer that's their needs, their needs, their desires, their pains, that, we need to find clients who have similar pains and similar needs that we can help with almost the same case study in order to start making it repeatable. So mm-hmm. then, and, and only then you would focus on making it profitable and only then making it scalable. So. Sometimes we try to make everything at the same time to make it repeatable, profitable, and scalable. It would be amazing, but it's far off. It's very few cases uh, where we can start uh, doing it. And I think that there's an amazing um, uh, quote from, from one of the founders of a Y Combinator that it says that in order, I think it's Paul Graham, in order to scale, you need to do things that don't scale. And uh, and that's that's kind of mindset that sometimes it's uh, counterintuitive that it's difficult to, to go to go through, um, and and I'm already mixing with the second critical ingredients: world-class team, as uh, leadership. Uh, you know, it's it's very difficult as you as you were already commenting. Then when it comes to the next stages of your business. To move from a founding team, and I love that component of the family business that you both have, you and Peter. Um, but it's difficult to move from a founding team to a, a, a leadership team. So, what is the first person to hire? Usually, there is a, a lot of pain, and hiring the first VP sales or the first sales reps, and and I know that. You also have some lessons there about um, what founders should do in, in, during the first sales. When is the right timing to delegate uh, sales to other
1: people? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of our mentors uh, usually usually says that uh, at first, when you start the company, the founder is the best sales, because uh, the, the, the founder is the, 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 the person. Uh, who, who really knows uh, what the technology can do, really knows and really imagines where to place it in the world, uh, I mean the product, and, and, and who really know uh, what is the dream. Uh, at first, before you had the first sales, it's quite hard to train someone as a salesperson uh, who is not involved in, in the process for a long time, uh, because you need to spend a lot of time with them, so that's a good strategy. If you hire someone for sales, then you spend months or maybe six, eight months uh, with the with, with the person trying to to generate the first sales, to, to trying to have the first customer. Uh, but uh, but many times it doesn't work because because uh, the the I believe the founder has to uh, make the first few sales. Uh, and, uh, and also not just, uh, not just that, but to, uh, to, to really find the, uh, really find the aim and to really, uh, really keep, keep, keep on to the dream and, and keep on to the, keep on to the goal. Uh, so just to move forward and just to go from step by step, the founders should be there, the founders should train, um. And should guide and should guide the company in the in the beginning in the beginning and after that it is possible to delegate the job it is possible to have uh, uh, more uh, more colleagues it is possible to, uh, to to start the sales and to train the people for example in our case for for our first uh, project we even decided to, to do everything by ourselves with Rita. Uh, actually, in the background, there is, there is the, the, fir- the picture of, uh, of our first uh, project. So basically, we decided to, to, to make the, even the installation by ourselves. We are well, just engineers, you know, <laughs> uh, but, but we did all the plumbing job. We did all the electricians job. Uh, and, and, and everything so that we can prepare a good installation manual because we had the insights, we've seen the challenges. we even seen some points where we need to optimize the product itself, where we can face some challenges. And, and then we prepare the installation manual so then we can have subcontractors so they can do it. If they have a question to me, uh, for example, how do they do that kind of, uh, uh, of plumbing part, because uh, it's something new or 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 interesting, or they didn't meet, or, or they are not meeting with this uh, issue every day, then I can I can tell it. I'm not just an engineer from the office telling them, yeah, do the do your job and that's it. But I, I really can help, uh, and I think that's a that's that, that's a good tip as well. As a founder, at first you need to do everything. You cannot delegate the job. Or if you delegate the job, you are losing the opportunity to know your product better and know your challenges and weaknesses better, because I think that's the most important thing at first to to try to optimize and find the 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 best solution for every issue and challenge. Absolutely. I I love it.
0: I I would double down on what you said and kind of highlight and reinforce what you just said about so, in the beginning, you don't have a process. So you just have a dream and a vision, and you need to figure out the process as you execute it. And uh, you can only have someone doing, doing it who really believes, who a strong belief on, on the value that the product can provide to the customer. And uh, this is already too much chaotic to be in front of the customer solving a pain without knowing very well how the process will go on. But you know, you have a, you have a strong belief that it will work out because I've been working about it for a very uh, long time and it just needs that first uh, opportunity. And the, the second thing is, is really important, what you said, is you can only delegate when you have a process, when you are able to teach someone to do something in a certain order or if you need not, which is the order? What is the process? It's very difficult to to delegate uh, that task. So I I really love the uh, the points that you just did um, just made. So would you say that uh, the first sales reps should come after the first ten customers uh,
1: a little bit later? What mm. what would be your advice for that? I believe that, uh, that it can come after the second, first or second, first or second sales, because uh, from the first sales, well, depending on the product, of course, it can come after the first sales as well, if you can copy and paste it easily. Uh, if you need to fine tune, optimize and somehow change, maybe the after the second one is the best, because then the first one is the trial for you as well. The second one is a little bit more optimized version, but still you are facing some some difficulties. And the third one is is going better and everything is going better. Also, it was quite, just to reflect a little bit, it was quite strange at first. So before our first sales, we started to work with a business developer just to, you know, we believe that it will accelerate the process. At the end, it didn't. Uh, we had some meetings where we sat there with Rita, with the d- business developer, and, and he asked questions about the process, which which uh, we didn't have a process. So we just said, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, 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 of course, you know, uh, it's the uh, fake it till you make it uh, kind of thing. Also, with the first customers, when they started to ask about the installation, how it will look like in reality, then we were like, mm, uh, "Sure, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will make it work. We don't know yet, yeah. <laughs> but we will make it work." And that's 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 that sense of belief. You know, as and every client that works with founders know that they will sort it out. So and. Uh, uh, and that is amazing. It also creates uh, trust, and, and that's the belief that I'm also thinking about. And it's it's very difficult to ask one doing that kind of having that kind of belief who is not uh, a founder, who doesn't depend on the success of that process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the pain of failure, not being able to. purpose starting at the company is so big that uh, the founder will make whatever it takes to make it work and to make the customer Mm happy that's
1: true that's true (laughs) (laughs) we cannot do anything else so (laughs) exactly
0: so um, that's great but let's also include the culture of execution ingredients uh, in the and. Of course, everything works works together, so we need to be able to have very clear priorities, a very clear and, and strong uh, idea of the core customer. We need to be able to assemble a team that is able to serve that customer and to uh, to do all, all the job that you were talking. It's important to mention to the audience that is listening to the to the breakthrough engineering see that that the majority of these companies have a combination of hardware and software in opposition to uh, the majority of our previous episodes in the skill Valley podcast in general. so which makes it even a little more complex um, to, to manage and and finally the culture of execution is it's really about having everyone on the same edge so you will uh, you will maybe face more of this pain uh, in the upcoming stages of the company when you get 50, 100 people. That's usually uh, when it starts to completely break. But end at your stage, you should already start seeing some, uh, some growth pains coming out of uh, the process of expanding uh, the team. So, how is being the experience of everyone? Everyone at the same page? Are you working in distributed people?
1: um well now we are trying to have everyone involved in uh in in in, well i would say that uh, in the bigger decisions because we feel that uh, that will make us a good team if everyone knows about mostly everything so we we wouldn't we we are not the founders who just uh, uh goes together speaks about the uh, the important stuff and then just just says the colleagues that yeah sure this is the direction we are going. Uh, of course we, we always need to be aware of the dream and the goals, what we need to reach. but still we are we are listening to our colleagues and we are uh, always asking questions and, and always trying to discuss them with, with the, these kind of decisions. Uh, for example, during the pandemic we, we've done uh, a, a meeting a very short meeting uh, every morning from nine o'clock. It was a status. Uh, everyone had one minute to say, to tell uh, what they did, what they've done uh, yesterday and what is the plan for today. Uh, Rita made some notes, of course, and then, uh, and then we compared what they, what they reached. Uh, and at the end, we always talked about uh, topics which were, which were important, uh, ongoing projects, uh, successes or challenges. So we try to, uh, to, to talk about them. I think that that, that makes everyone feel uh, like part of the family and part of the team, and which is, I think in our stage, it's a, <clears throat> it's a key point. Later when we have 50 or 100 employees, uh, well, that will be more difficult to involve everyone in the process because there will be groups of people, uh, but still we will find out something to, to, to keep the spirit uh, together and to, to really know about each other I, I really don't like the companies uh, where where they are facing some some. Uh, uh, well if they are facing a challenge and then they ask a colleague who is sitting in the next door uh, then they say oh sorry we belong to another department uh, well I cannot really help you know we are meeting with similar challenges and if we share the information that's always the better and and more efficient absolutely and i would say that typically at uh,
0: 50 that's that's when you go more for a functional kind of um org model and after that it breaks and you need to go back to a cross functional boat kind of having squads that are working around verticals uh, on projects And that are able to um, almost be autonomous and make their own decisions in order to uh, move the company uh, faster so it's i think that that's one of the main battles of of the next stage of growth Uh, because especially also building a revenue machine that is um, repeatable scalable uh, profitable and scalable it's it's all about uh, making the revenue seats i mean marketing, CS, um, products, engineering, uh, and sales, of course. And in your case, you also have the, the part of the product of, of the, the the production side or the engineering side as well. Need to be all on the same page given that that project in order to satisfy the client. And again, it's it's a it's a team. Job, it's not anymore uh, the the smart person in the room that is able to provide well to the client. It's it's a job of a team, so which is uh, a very different. Uh, concept, I love it. And any advice, because I'm, I have the pleasure of having some amazing funders in the show that, uh, that are a couple as well as you and I've written, and this can be very challenging starting them uh, uh, together. Any any advice for the ones who are through the same situation as uh, wife and husband in their startups <laughs> and scale-ups, uh, how to manage it and how to keep the uh, business life in
1: in a good shape at the same time yeah well it's a tricky it's a tricky point because uh, so it's quite hard to finish the the work because we are going home together uh, we usually uh, well sometimes we, we we talk about the business and the company on the way home sometimes at home during the weekend you know so it's sometimes it's hard to uh, uh, to really find the, the, the place of the work and the place of the uh, other, other life points uh, or other points. So basically what we are doing, we are trying to uh, really focus on not talking about uh, the work when we leave the office. That's why we didn't really enjoy having the home office because then then you know there is no work time at all so you are working constantly so really t- try to find when we are out of the office then then we are not trying to not talk about uh, the work it's not possible of course and i think every couple or every uh, uh, friend talk about their job uh, uh, yeah. in this case we are we are we are having the same uh, the, the same company, so uh, we, are, we are talking about it also. What we are doing inside the company, we try to separate the roles and, and try to separate the responsibilities. Um, I'm responsible for the technological and technology, uh, keeping the contact with the manufacturers, and, 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 and Rita is managing the processes. She is the CEO of the company, uh, she is managing the processes, the team trying to keep the dream alive. Uh, to, to reach the goals, keeping the, the, keeping touch with the investors, uh, uh, trying to manage the biggest partners and, and keeping touch with the biggest partners, distributors. So that's where we, we separated. Of course, there are many decisions we need to discuss together, but uh, on a daily basis, we try to a little bit separate our jobs uh that gives us place, uh, then that won't be the case that, that only one of us will make all the decisions because we have some areas where we have uh, where we can make the decisions by ourselves. And I think uh, at some point, um, you really need to make the decision alone, or at least some of the decisions, the smaller decisions will uh, have to make, have to make it alone. Uh, at first by the founders later on by the managing team because uh, we will we will we will have more people Uh, you need to delegate the process and the decision making because if they cannot uh, make the decisions uh, then you will end up uh, making decisions all the time and then you cannot do your job anymore uh, if it's not decision making of course uh but i think there are many more things to do than, than than making the decisions uh instead of other people
0: i think that you you just mentioned something that is really important uh first is to avoid uh an overlap on the decision making process between the mm-hmm. two roles that will make more friction and between the couple and between the couple and the other members of the team, which makes it even more confusing. So it's kind of we need to talk with that in order to make this uh happen instead of saying I need to talk to zoltan or I need to talk to Britain. So it's kind of a difficult choice. so how how will I be able to talk to them together, right? Instead of just calling zoltan or calling Britain and solving it so speed. Uh, it's important. And the second thing is also to separate what is the founding team and the leadership team and uh, who makes the final decision. So, as as founders, uh, we were able to start up the company to kind of have the dream for the company, uh, to have the baby, to to help it, uh, to help the baby to, to, to do the first. Uh, to do the first walking journey, etc., etc., and then we need to be able to, to let uh, the baby to the next stages of uh, of development as as a boy, or as a girl. And, uh, it's it's a, it's a difficult exercise to um, to do, but I would say separate or us in a company. It's something that we can learn from from your experience and your uh, advice here in the show. Sultan, so, uh, I think that we are already at the end of the show and it was amazing lessons <laughs> and uh, experience that you shared with us today. But I still have a final question, of course. Uh, you have already been sharing that question during the show. But yeah. What advice would you offer to your younger self if you would have the opportunity to meet you, to be Sultan uh, at the time that you started? <laughs> up?
1: ventures. <laughs> yeah, um, I think one of the most important point is to 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 having the first customer and don't listen to mentors who say that you need to earn a lot of money for the first uh, for the first project, because uh, you need to earn money uh, for the first hundred or thousand project, of course, because you are aiming to build a big company and not having some money out of the first few projects. Um, Actually, another uh, interesting point where I imagine having or managing my daily life in the company is making uh, uh, micro-investments. It is connected here as well. So you make an investment for the first uh, partner because you are losing some profit or giving up some profit, but after that you expect to, to have it returned. Uh, and I think this is a key point in, 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 in every part uh, when you are working for example with a, uh, with, a, with a more expensive subcontractor but you expect higher value from them that's another an additional investment when you are talking about business model or when you are spending time on talking business model instead of doing business that's another investment as well and you really need to manage uh you really need to manage how much time you can spend on not doing the business itself but to preparing for the business or making the basis or baseline of the uh, of the company and of the business because that's a very important uh, task sometimes we sometimes a week passes by and then we realize oh yeah we 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 really need it uh, we uh, we we plan to speak with some of our uh, salesperson to to explain him something so he will be more efficient. But we didn't have time because we dealt with other things and other issues. Uh, but if we've done that investment on Monday, it would be like twenty minutes. Then maybe he he would uh, generate more value uh, than that twenty minutes would would uh, would uh, uh, would cost. So managing this and balancing this, uh, it's quite a hard topic. Uh, in the beginning, we spent a lot of time uh, having interviews, uh, being in the, in the television and, and those kind of things. And we already spoke with uh, about the dream and about the aims, but we didn't have the first customer. We, we didn't have the product ready. You know, we tried to fake it uh at that time and 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 and, and uh, we we told everyone that uh, yes we are shaking it we are shaking it and we spent so much time doing this um if we spend much more time on getting the first uh customer uh or pilot partner uh then we would have more projects now more revenues now uh, yeah that would be different so we, we've done a wrong investment at first. But still, you need to consider the risks and those kind of things. So it's a quite complex kind of uh, thing. But I think it's good, to, it's good to see everything as an investment because at the end, you are investing something, your time, your money, energy. That's not, uh, that's not infinite.
0: Absolutely. And I really love the point And I think that... Uh, Having the concept of the chef helps us to understand that kind of investment that you are talking about. So we need to be in execution, but we also need to plan execution. And so we can't be in the kitchen 100% of our time if, if not the business will not grow. So we need to be able to think how we will attract people to the restaurant and what kind of... Will we we'll offer and how it will be known uh, in, in the city uh, by what kind of food? So we need to discuss our positioning, our products, our ingredients, how do we make it um, profitable as well. And, uh, and it, it's there is a lot of tasks and uh, job to be done as an architect and as engineering of the business, not only as, uh, as someone with easy kitty or being the chef uh, in, in the business right so Zoltan it was really a pleasure to have you
1: on the show uh, thanks so much for making the time thank you thank you very much i i hope it was a good investment
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it was and our community is super happy to Have you? Uh, I hope you enjoyed so much as I have enjoyed it today. And we keep bringing you the best of the best to help you scale your business from 1 million to 1 trillion in this special edition of Breakthrough uh, Engineering with Hydraulic Engineering. See you soon and keep scaling.